Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. a.m. on a Friday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Embajador Tequila, Tequila Embajador. Uh, It's the weekend. Um, You know, you could go out and get some. Uh, so, some Embajador uh, uh, Total Wine uh, has uh, has uh, uh, stocked up uh, with uh, with uh, Embajador tequila. So go check that out. Um, uh, I'll have some information on some other places that you could go to uh, take advantage of Embajador tequila as the show goes on. Happy to do that. There's definitely plenty of places uh, that have uh, Embajador tequila hookups, and we're going to get you situated uh, with that. Hope all is well. Hope everyone survived yesterday. Uh, you know, it, was it a big news day? Yeah, it was actually a big news day. And, you know, I've been talking to some some readers and some fans on, you know, well, what's the big deal? What was the big deal about, you know, uh, yesterday? Uh, it's not like Russell Wilson got traded to the Raiders. Why are you writing about it? And and it's I, I think that it's an interesting, um, you know, maybe a, maybe instruction on, on how kind of journalism works and how stories work and how covering a team works. Uh, if you don't, if you can't admit that uh, Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and you know, I, I went back and looked at uh, at his grades last year and his numbers last year, he was fabulous, um, and arguably the second best quarterback in the league. Uh, there was talk about him being in the MVP hunt uh, during most of that season. Um, you know, when things kind of fell off uh, towards the end, but they still made the playoffs. They still won their division. They hosted a playoff game. They did get beat, um, uh, but. Uh, be that as it may, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and something has obviously gone awry um, in Seattle. The, the news of the day was that uh, was two things really. Actually, one was was this rift that exists between the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, and it's always going to be newsworthy when a star player in any sport has a falling out, um, you know, with the team that they're playing on or. Uh, there is indication of a fracture um, or you know some kind of a rift between the player and, and the team, but especially when it's the face of your franchise, especially when it's the quarterback of your team. Um, look, let, make no mistake, Russell Wilson, uh, relative to the Seattle Seahawks, is you know uh, the, the is is Kevin Durant in in Brooklyn. Steph Curry uh, with the Golden State Warriors, LeBron James with the Lakers, um, you know Kawhi Leonard with with the Clippers. He's he's the face of the Seattle Seahawks, um, and so when there's a Tom Brady when he was with the Patriots, and if you remember, um, you know a few years ago there was a big story in uh, ESPN about a rift that was starting to um, really begin to fracture and widen um, between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And so that was a newsworthy story. And, so, and even Tom Brady and, you know, the, the Patriots tried to, you know, no, you know, foo-foo it, you know, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it, it's not as it's being, you know, portrayed. And, but it was, it really was. And, um, I know how stories like that sometimes work, and I know when people that 
our central figures in that story uh, come out and and you know maybe uh, put the kibosh on it. I also know that sometimes the very people that put the kibosh on it are the very people that are pushing the story forward. It's just how it works sometimes. Um, so where there was smoke, obviously there was fire. And as soon as Tom Brady's contract ran out the last time, he was off to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, did the New England Patriots want to re-sign him? I would think that they did, yes. Uh, I don't think Tom Brady wanted to sign uh, back with the New England Patriots. That's why he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So where there was smoke, there was fire. And in Russell Wilson's case yesterday, the story that came out in The Athletic, uh, indicating a growing rift between he and the Seahawks and Pete Carroll and the, the leadership in Seattle. Obviously, that's a story. But then on top of that, in that story, uh, what was ultimately uh, reported and then confirmed by the agent of Russell Wilson was that, look, Russell Wilson hasn't demanded a trade. However, um, if the Seahawks should start entertaining uh, trade offers for him. Uh, there's a couple of places, four places that he'd be willing to trade to uh, to waive his no trade clause uh, to go um, play for uh, the four teams. One of them is the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so once that gets out, that's a story. I mean, if you're covering the Raiders, if you're doing a radio show on the Raiders, I cover the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review Journal. Obviously, I host a radio show um, on 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 uh, Raider Nation Radio. When a quarterback, the caliber, when anybody mentions that they'd be that they that they'd be interested in playing for the Raiders, that's that's something that I'm going to have to write about. Let alone Russell Wilson uh, saying that he'd like to play for the Raiders to the point where he'd waive his no trade clause to come play for the Raiders. That's obviously a newsworthy story in our business. Okay, that's the breaking news. I didn't break that story, but now I have to do something about that story. And in our business, we call it, you know, pushing the story further. So forward, I should say. And and so what ultimately happened in my case and some other, um, you know, uh, publications uh, that that cover the Raiders, the story from my end became okay. Uh, Russell Wilson said that he wants to play for the Raiders. Great. You know, lots of players probably want to play for the Raiders. Uh, you know, they haven't come out and said it, but, but you know, they, they do, and they would if the right opportunity came about. So, so there was newsworthy and uh, newsworthiness in that. But from my my job becomes okay. How do, does this make sense for the Raiders? What would it take to go get Russell Wilson? You know, how serious is this? Would 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 that be something that piqued at the Raiders' interest? So that became my story. Uh, that's called. You know the the next day story, the pushing the story forward, and and that's that's what I did. And and in, in my summation, obviously, uh, anytime a player the caliber of Russell Wilson expresses an interest uh, in in playing for a, a certain team, that team, unless you've got Patrick Mahomes, um, or you know, I'm trying to think of any other team, any other situation uh, that that. Uh, any 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 team. Let's just say every team aside from the Kansas City Chiefs, because they're set with Patrick Mahomes. Any team that was mentioned along those lines would have to take a look at the situation. They they're it's called doing your due diligence. All right. And so what what does that mean? Well, they're going to look at their 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 quarterback situation, uh, and then you know what how they grade how they view that you know that 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 position, their quarterback, their incumbent, whatever the position might be. Uh, but in this case, obviously, it's Russell Wilson and a quarterback. They're going to look at their quarterback situation, what kind of a grade, evaluate that, what kind of grade they have on their own quarterback, 
and then weigh it against, okay, uh, this player um, is potentially available in a trade. It hasn't happened yet, but it might happen, and we need to do our homework now. We, may, we need to, as an organization, take an honest look at the, the entire situation, our incumbent and the possibility of somebody that could replace him in Russell Wilson. What is? Let's go back and look at the film of Russell Wilson. Let's take a look. Let's do all of our homework. Um, let's plug into all of our all of our uh, sources, all of our assets, all of our scouts, all of our coaches, uh, and then come up with our own assessment of Russell Wilson. And then, based on that assessment, you compare Russell Wilson to your incumbent. In the Raiders' case, that's Derek Carr. All right, so let's just say, for argument's sake, um, the Raiders say, yeah, you know, um, it's not often that uh, a, 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 um, an upgrade over our current situation um, you know, makes itself available um, because we believe that Derek Carr is a really good quarterback and one of the top 10 quarterbacks statistically coming off a, a top 10 quarterback season in 2020. That's indisputable he was by all metrics i'm not talking about 2019 i'm not talking about his career i'm not talking about 2016 20 2020 Derek carr was a top 10 nfl quarterback period exclamation point all right so uh if you're th that's the that's the most recent and accurate information that the raiders have so let's just say by you know argument's sake they deem russ or uh, Derek carr a top 10 uh, nfl quarterback as well Improving from that is hard to do because there would be only nine other players uh, that are better, that, that, that you view as better than he is if you're saying he's the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. Let's just say that they do. All right, so nine other players are better than Derek Carr. All right, then you have to assess, okay, uh, are any of those nine even available? Chances are no. Why would you know uh, nine of the best quarterbacks be available unless they were out on the free agent market or something along those lines? Or... Something happens with the team and the player, and that's something seems to be happening with the Seattle Seahawks um, and, and Russell Wilson. So maybe he is available. Maybe that is a viable option, uh, that Russell Wilson could be available. And if the Raiders take an honest look at the situation, even if they deem Russell Wilson to be an upgrade over Derek Carr, and by all suggestions, uh, if you're looking at it honestly, he is. Russell Wilson represents... Uh, an improvement over Derek Carr. That's I don't think I'm speaking out of school uh, by saying that. How significant that gap is, I'm not a quarterback coach or guru or, or NFL head coach, so I can't exactly say by how much he's better, but he is better. All right, so then if you're the Raiders or any other team that might be in this situation and you look at, okay, Russell Wilson is – somewhat better, better, a lot better, whatever, significantly better, reasonably better, whatever, than our than our quarterback. Um, if we're in the business of getting better, we'd have to at least consider, okay, maybe, maybe uh, it makes sense to go pursue the better quarterback to make our situation better. But then the question becomes, so in that sense, obviously the Raiders should be have some level of interest. in It's Russell Wilson for crying out loud. All right, but then the question becomes, and this is what the story that I wrote uh, when we're talking about pushing things forward, is okay. Well, what would it cost to make that transaction? To make that transaction to to acquire Russell Wilson, what is it going to cost in order to do that? And then that takes a level of 
looking at the situation, trying to determine how much better Russell Wilson um, would make you compared to Derek Carr, but then also the assets that it's going to take to go get Russell to go get Russell Wilson. How much is that diminishing your chances to get better in other areas? And does that diminishment does does um, you know utilizing assets that you would you that you would that you already have earmarked for other areas of the team in the Raiders case let's face it it's the defense you want to get the defense better if you're the Raiders you have to get the defense better you can't go into another season with an offense that's scoring 27 points a game and a defense that's giving up 30 points a game you, it, the math doesn't work out the Raiders were eight and eight last year because the defense gave up the third most points in the game 29.9 points per game it's unacceptable it has to get better so you figure in Henderson where the Raiders facility is right now they're thinking up ways to get better on defense obviously you still want to continue to get better uh, on offense it's an ongoing process but first and foremost you got to fix the defense so the Raiders have to think to themselves okay um, We've already decided, uh, you know, uh, speaking honestly, that, that maybe Russell Wilson represents an upgrade over Derek Carr. But that's not really the question here. The question is, are we willing to give up if Russell Wilson becomes available? And that's not, you know, there's no guarantee that that happens. Is he, is he, is, is, is upgrading from Derek Carr to Russell Wilson worth the assets that we would have to give up and the resources we would have to go give up to make that happen. And so my story was you'd have to look at it, but you'd have to be careful in how much you paid. And so that becomes the story. And sometimes that ruffles feathers. People take it the wrong way. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're clickbait, all of this type of stuff, when in reality you're just saying, hey, this got dropped on my lap today. Russell Wilson said he wanted to potentially play for the Raiders if the Seattle Seahawks traded him. I can't not write about that. But then for, as the Raiders beat writer, as somebody who hosts a Raider uh, talk show, my job is then to apply it to the Raiders. Like, how could this work? Would it work? Uh, is the cost too prohibitive? Uh, in my summation, the cost would probably be too prohibitive. I can see it going the other way. I don't think it will. I think uh, Derek Carr has established himself in terms of um, his level of play, the confidence that um, uh, that that John Gruden has him has in him, uh, where um, Derek Carr is in John Gruden's offense, um, his relationship with his teammates, the confidence his teammates have in him. I think all signs points to the Raiders being very, very happy with their quarterback situation. And they understand that they need to get better defensively. And so I think that's going to be the main uh, thrust of the situation and the main thrust of this offseason. Um, in a vacuum, you want to get the best quarterback possible that's on the planet. If the best quarterback on the planet uh, you know, represents an, uh, an upgrade over your current quarterback, then you have to at least look into it. And I think that the Raiders probably will if it ever becomes a, a situation where Russell Wilson truly is available. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, the cost that it would go, uh, that it would that it would take to get him um, outweighs uh, some of the other, so the, re, the, the resources that it would take to get him outweigh how much more he improves your team because it's also taking away from other areas that you need to address. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Jerome wants to talk about Derek Carr, how you doing, Jerome? Yeah. First of all, I'd say I think Derek Carr is probably one of the best quarterbacks he's had in 20-something years. 
Yep. Anyway, anyway, he's not Russell Wilson. Pierre Carr is a possible playoff quarterback. Russell Wilson is a possible Super Bowl quarterback. That's the difference. I would trade Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs. That's my two first-round picks. Plus our second-round pick this year and, and a conditional second-round next year. Whoa, 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 Jerome. Jerome, have you been uh, drinking the Embajador tequila already uh, today? Because um, i got to ask you, repeat that one more time. Let me hear what you just said. Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, that's two first-round picks, I think. Our second-round pick this year and a possible conditional second-round, third-round pick next year. So that's five. You would give up two players, two really good players, uh, and an emerging young wide receiver in Henry Ruggs. A first, two first-round picks. So, so your 2021 pick, your 2022 pick, your 2021 second-round pick. No, 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 no. Pos- Those are the two first-round picks: Ruggs and and uh, and uh, Carr. That's worth two first-round picks right there. Then our second-round pick this year. And possible second round pick next year. I for Russell Wilson, all of that for Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson I, is a I, Super Bowl. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's out. that's 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 a lot. That's a lot to be given up because if a I'm three, thinking about Russell three, Wilson, maybe four. This what's that? A three picks, maybe four for Wilson. One more time, buddy. I can't. A three, maybe four picks. Including Carl and, and Rugg. Those are the two first rounders this year, then our second rounder this year, and then our second rounder next year. Possibly. Right, right. Years. So you're right, exactly. So you're saying it's it's five draft picks, it, it's four draft picks plus two players. So six. No, two players plus two picks. Two first round picks, a second no, round pick, and, no, and a third round pick. Our first rounders are Carl and Ruggs. He's saying that Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs are the equivalent of two first rounders. Well, yeah. you, okay, all right then. So, so, so you're saying Derek Carr? What you're actually saying is Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, a second round pick this year and a second round pick next year. Exactly. I I don't I don't think that gets it done from the uh, Seattle Seahawks perspective. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to want multiple first round well, picks. Derek Carr, Carr are two first rounders. I'm sorry. What right you now, we can trade Carter for a first rounder, or we can trade Ruggs for a first rounder. Right now. Oh, you're saying okay. Uh, oh, so so. Um, I okay. Why would Seattle? I don't think Seattle's going to make that kind of a trade without getting Derek Carr back in return. Like they're not going to. Do you understand? Like like I know that, and I have reported that around the league. Derek Carr could command two first round picks. So if you're you're saying trade them in a separate deal to get two first round picks, is that what you're saying? You're, it's kind of confusing what you're saying here. Either that or trade to them. They need a quarterback and and receiver. That's Carl Rhodes. We'll pick we'll pick a Wilson and and give you a second round pick this year and maybe next year depending on yeah. the situation. I, I don't think that that's. I, I think what I think what the what the uh, Seahawks will would require are is Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, and two first round picks. Two of the Raiders' first round picks. That's 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 the starting point. I'm going to give them two and two second rounds. You know. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to say no to that. They're, you're saying Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, two second round picks. The Seattle Seahawks aren't going to accept that deal. That's not a deal that they're going to take. 
it, it would have to be Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, and at least two first-round picks, and maybe even a, another pick. Um, that's that's going to be what they're going to ask for. He's the face of their franchise. He's a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback. They understand that. They value that. And and so um, I'm not saying that you know the Raiders shouldn't inquire about it or look into it. But that's but but my point. My whole point is the cost is going to be so prohibitive to go get him that I'm not so sure that that it's worth what it takes to get him, um, especially in regards to how some of those assets can help you become a better team, the Ra- uh, you being the Raiders, uh, very quickly. Um, I- I'd rather take my chances with Derek Carr as the quarterback, uh, keeping Henry Ruggs, who I think is an ascending player, uh, and focusing this almost this entire offseason on getting the defense better, and that includes the 17th pick overall, whether you use that to draft a defensive player or you use it to go trade for an established defensive player that might be coming up on his, you know, uh, might be outpricing himself in his current situation. And that team might be looking to trade him for an asset rather than lose, you know, let him leave uh, in a year and not get anything in return. A la like a Jamal Adams or uh, DeForest Bruckner, what the, what the Indianapolis Colts did. Um, in order to to uh, trade for him, they gave up a seventh. They gave up, I think it was the eighth pick overall, uh, to get DeForest Bruckner, and it helped them immediately. So I, I I don't think that the Raiders. I think the Raiders should consider using that seventeenth pick uh, to go get a veteran defensive player. But if they keep that seventeenth pick, it almost it has to be uh, for a defensive player. So you know, the way you explained it, um, it was a little bit difficult to understand, but. Basically, you would be you'd be giving up Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, and two second round picks if if I read that correctly, and that's just not going to get it done from the Seattle Seahawks uh, perspective. It's going to take more than that from the Raiders. They're going to give up. They're going to have to give up first round picks. It's not going to be second round picks. Uh, it's going to be you know because because from their perspective, Derek Carr, yes, Derek Carr um, would be. I mean, he'd fit in Seattle. There's no question about it. But he's only got two years left on his contract. Who knows if he even wants to stay in Seattle? Who knows if the Seattle Seahawks would want to would want to keep him? Um, so if you're trading Russell Wilson, you're trading for future stuff. You're trading for stuff that you're going to have in place for a good long time. Um, so, but keep the calls coming. I want your thoughts. Uh, I, I do think that you know. I just had to say this. I think there was a little bit of disrespect done yesterday by Russell Wilson, uh, and I'm doing some poking around on this. Uh, I, I hope to have some more on it next week. But I think that there's, if you're Russell Wilson and you're his agent, I think there's a little bit of disrespect going on when you start, you know, talking about, hey, I'd like to go to the Dallas Cowboys where Dak Prescott is trying to work out. Imagine being Dak Prescott. You're in the middle of negotiations, and all of a sudden. Here comes Russell Wilson popping into the scene, and 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 you know obviously the Dallas Cowboys are going to think, huh? Hold on a second, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, who's the better option here? And so that's undercutting Dak Dak Prescott flat out. And in the case of saying that he wants to come play for the Raiders, there's already a quarterback in place for the Raiders. That's very highly thought of, by the way. Um, and it's just kind of going against the, the 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 code a little bit by talking about situations that already have established quarterbacks. I get it with Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is probably going to retire. There's going to be an opening uh, in in New Orleans. Uh, The Chicago Bears have been very open and adamant that Trubisky probably isn't the guy. They're looking to upgrade. So that's not no one speaking out of school when they say, hey, uh, the Chicago Bears are, are, are a possibility too. But the Raiders and Cowboys 
between Dak Prescott and Derek Carr, I'd be a little bit miffed. And I, I, I have a feeling that there's some Raider players that are a little bit upset about all that as well. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. You're in the huddle. Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We're back in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Raider great Lincoln Kennedy. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio. It is a Friday. You're in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We're going to go right back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Keep it real. Uh, Wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing? Keep it real. We're good. We're good, Mr. Bunsenor. How you doing out there? I'm good, man. Thank you very much. Hey, buddy. Uh, just real quick, before I chime in, first-time caller, I've been trying to follow you. Uh, I met you on the t- via Twitter back uh, the 4th of this month. But anyways, I try to follow up on your stuff, and uh, good stuff. You got some good stuff. But um, I just you know, I just want to uh, throw something out there. You probably know the numbers a little bit better. I'm thinking, you know, we should keep car. Uh, but hear me. Hear me before everybody goes off on me. Um I know I've been kind of hard on him the last two or three years, but I think this is the year, make or break for him. Um, but my game plan is why not trade Marcus Mariota, package him maybe with a Trent Brown or somebody that's, you know, we can, that's tradable, send him to somewhere like Pittsburgh, pick up a TJ Watt, and then draft a quarterback that'll sit behind Carr and maybe learn the Gruden system. That's, that's thought one. And then second thought is, um, you know, we get Gus Bradley. Why aren't you know? Why don't we go after a defensive tackle like a Leonard Williams, uh, a Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, you know, somebody that can plug up the middle? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think that uh, option B um, or, or Plan B, um, the s- second part of your plan, uh, is, is spot on. I do think that if Leonard Williams hits the open market, I think the Raiders. Will absolutely be interested. Dalvin Tomlinson, I think for sure. It looks like he's probably going to hit the open market. And I think the Raiders are are in that mix. Um, as far as you know, you're saying tra- uh, trade Trent Brown and Marcus Mariota for T.J. Watt. Did I? Is that what I? Yeah, yeah. So, something, somebody with with the with the Mariota. I mean, we we just look at a couple of teams in the league that need a quarterback or a backup. Like we know we know uh, Big Ben's probably on his way out. Uh, he's he's probably one good hit from going going down. They're going to need a good solid backup like a Mariota, um, and 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 I mean I I would love to keep the guy, but if he's gonna if he's going to help us improve our defense, you know if we can pick up a TJ Watt or uh, you know someone someone of that a game changer. I know we can't get nobody from like a uh, Cam Jordan or you know just just a a defensive uh, guy that that's a game changer. Um, oh, yeah, let me let me just um, let me just uh, stop you right there, real quick, because okay. when you're talking about uh, T.J. Watt, um, and I'm going to give you his uh, his grade. He's he's like one of the um, best players in the NFL right now. I mean, he's like uh, he's the second by by PFF Pro Football Focus. He's the second ranked defensive end in the NFL with a grade of 91.6 um, to get a T.J. Watt who's under contract and one of the premier players in the NFL, you're going to have to trade a lot to go get him. He's not, A, he's not going to be available. But B, even if he was, it's it's going to be much, 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 much more uh, than Marcus Mariota and, and Trent Brown. You're going to have to be talking about multiple first-round picks, that type of thing. I, I would do that. If I were the Raiders, I'd give up 
a couple of first round picks at the very least uh, for somebody like TJ Watt because he fits like a glove. But you know, trading for him, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. What you, what you mentioned um, as far as the uh, what you would offer the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't gonna. That's not something that they're gonna do at all. Um, yeah, uh, it would take a lot more to get uh, to get TJ Watt. Yeah, and, and or or even I mean not not specifically the Steelers, but but a deep. You know, you look at a Baltimore, you look at a, a San Francisco, a Seattle. You know, these defensive teams. You know, a New Orleans. Uh, should even a few years ago, New England. But um, you know, you look at some of these teams. I know with Gus Bradley, you know, he, he, you got to give him some players. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm, I'm shooting too high with the T.J. Watt, but use Mariota and somebody else to get a maybe an upcoming uh, defensive star, if, if that would make sense. Yeah, you know, here's a guy that I would, uh, if I'm the Raiders, a guy that I would definitely be interested in, um, and, and this is in free agency. His name is Trey Hendrickson uh, from the uh, from the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, not the best run defender uh he, he grades out at 53.9 but he's a very very good uh pass rusher uh at 77.0 and has cha- he's he's got game changing ability uh as uh, as an edge rusher uh if you're looking for an under the radar kind of a guy i think he's going to get priced out in new orleans they they're just up against it when it comes to the cap a guy like Trey Hendrickson um who is a flat out known pass rusher um and a flat out Somebody that can that would be an, a a a, a big time upgrade for the Raiders and actually really complement um, you know Clee Farrell on the opposite side. Uh, when you're looking at um, a, a Trey Hendrickson, uh, this is a guy that had 14 sacks last year. Uh, he also had 49 total pressures, 11 quarterback hits, 24 hurries. Uh, that's a guy that I would keep an eye on. A, a guy like Trey Hendrickson. I'm not quite sure what it's going to take to get him. Uh, but I think that he's somebody that should be on uh, the Raiders' uh, radar. We're going to go back out uh, onto the Raider Nation listener line, and Dwayne wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Dwayne? Hey, I'm doing good, Vinny. Thank you for having my call. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the Derek Carr-Russell Wilson situation. It is a great honor to have Russell Wilson consider us in any of his conversations because a few years ago uh, he wouldn't have done it. With Derek Carr, as you say, top 10 quarterback. This is going to be his fourth year in Gruden's complex offensive uh, system. Why get a new quarterback that doesn't know Gruden in his system? That's my thought on that. When it comes to the defense, we got a brand new uh, DC with um, Mr. Gus Bradley. Let's, let's polish some of our diamonds in the rough that we have and give them a chance to play in their positions like uh, prior, they weren't. <clears throat> excuse me, they weren't in position to make a uh, good defensive stance. So that's all my uh, thoughts on that matter. Yeah, I think that, uh, and I think that that's that's the direction that the Raiders will take. Uh, I don't see Russell. First of all, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be made available. Uh, although I never say never because I've seen way too many crazy things happen uh, in sports um, and. and and it's interesting how players can guide their self, themselves to the destination that they want. Um, I mean, James Harden decided that he didn't want to play for the Houston Rockets anymore. He wasn't going to, um, you know, uh, uh, he didn't want to uh, stick around for the rebuild, which I understand. I thought he could have handled it a little bit better. He, would, he still would have gotten where he wanted to go to. But whatever, he took a couple of weeks off and enjoyed himself. It obviously showed. 
but he was able to kind of dictate terms. Like there were only a couple places he would have accepted uh, a trade to, and he gets to go to the Brooklyn uh, uh, Nets and has been playing great there. Uh, I'm happy for him. Um, you know, Artesia, Artesia High School uh, in, in Lakewood, California. I'm always going to give my love to uh, the SoCal uh, Hoopers. So um, happy for James Harden that he landed in a great place. But it just shows you that uh, when you got a little power, uh, you can you can not only get yourself out of a situation, a lot of times you can guide yourself to the situation that you really want to be in. And um, and I think that's what, you know, Russell Wilson uh, hasn't put the, uh, he, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't, made it like clear that he wants to get traded. He hasn't demanded a trade, but he's all, he's kind of floating it out there already. And he's already, you know, um, in, in his own way. And he has every right to do this because he does have a no trade clause. He's going to dictate terms on where he ends up. Um, it's going to be a very narrow list uh, if he does get traded. And I'm not saying that he will, but again, never say never. Who would have thought that James Harden uh, would be with the Brooklyn Nets right now, you know, and, and uh, forming an offensive juggernaut, uh, in, in, in Brooklyn. So you can never say never, but in terms of the Raiders, uh, I think that the focus is going to be on defense. Uh, it has to be, you can't give up 30 points per game, game in and game out. I know I was, uh, getting in into it on Twitter, uh, with, with some, with some fans, um, and, and about the defense. And, uh, to me, you know, this, this, this it's, it's, the offense isn't going to be perfect week in and week out. Does Derek Carr uh, have an issue with with fumbles? Yes, he needs to secure the ball better. Uh, I was there uh, at every single game this year, and uh, most of the fumbles that he had uh, were the result of him just, you know, guys coming in, um, you know, uh, rushing him from behind, uh, swiping the ball when he didn't really have a chance to secure it. To secure it, a, a lot of it was. Uh, whether it was mutual between the offensive line and Derek or almost exclusive to the offensive line. Sometimes there's, there's, there's not much you can do as a quarterback. That's why quarterbacks always lead the league in, in fumbles or, or are among the high-volume fumblers uh, in the NFL. Uh, it's just a, a physical mismatch between, what's the average quarterback, 6'2", 6'3", maybe 6'4", uh, 200 pounds, if that. you know, um, uh, They're not the biggest guys on the field, far from it. And usually, uh, when they're getting rushed, uh, they're getting rushed by, by by dudes that are six foot five, six foot four, you know, 280, 250, coming with a full head of steam, uh, can lift the stadium uh, with one hand. Uh, they're they're remarkably every strong defensive end isn't that strong. You know what I'm saying? It uh, uh, you know. Uh, Close to it. I've seen some of those dudes, man. They can like, like, like. What's the? I uh, put it this way: What is the average defensive end? Would you say how many quarterbacks could you could they lift in one? Like, like, literally the weight in in quarterbacks. Bench press, let's say you you're well, a big every, weight. Every in a, every NFL player should be. If we're going if you're going to say two hundred pounds, if you're an NFL player and you're not benching two hundred, I'm saying pounds, like how many how many can you stack up? How many how many quarterbacks can you stack up that the average uh, if in weight? So, like, what's a, what's a good um, um, give me give me like the hardest lift possible with the most weight on it? Do you mean like are we are we because that's a hard question? You mean squats? You mean bench press? You mean I, that's what I'm asking you. You're the you're the weight room guy. So what's a what's a what's a for for a guy like um, you know like Aaron Donald, T.J. Watt? What should they be able to do in the bench press? Those guys are probably benching like. 
way more than like close to like 400 400 500 pounds they're like and they're in that so they so so that's like two and a half quarterbacks (laughs) right yeah sure but where are you going with this though of course but that that doesn't translate to field strength you see guys kill at the combine all the time when they rep out 225 but that doesn't mean that you know you're just gonna like push an offensive lineman like all over the place I'm it's it's not about the offensive lineman. It's when they come rushing in on a quarterback. That's what I'm talking about. Like it's a physical mismatch at that point because you're talking about Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, JJ Watt. Um, you know, uh, who are the other premier premier pass rushers in the in the NFL with a full head of steam? Um uh, the the guy in Denver, uh, Von Miller, guys like that who you just said, how much do you think those guys can can bench press? At least uh, around four hundred some pounds. Like at okay, least. so at least two quarterbacks, because most of your quarterbacks are around one ninety. Okay, you know, but where 200. are you going with this? That's what that's what I'm really trying to get at. Where are you going with this? I'm just saying that fumbling. You know, when, when a quarterback you're fumbles excusing the, ball, the fumbles is what you're doing because I, I, these I, defensive ends are just so big and strong that that's why he fumbles the ball. That's why all quarter go look at how many times quarterbacks fumble. That's why all a lot of times they're getting hit from behind. They're not. They don't know that it's that it, that it's that the that the guy's going to hit them and and they've got the ball. They're ready to throw it. I mean, are you trying to be? I know. I know. I'm not making an excuse. I mean, am I am I out of line? Literally to say an that? excuse. <laughs> the the floor is yours, Demon. What are you saying? No, I'm saying that's literally an excuse that you're making. Uh, the fact that, oh man, you know these defensive ends, they're so big, they're so strong. You know they can bench press this much, and they and they're about six four, two eighty, and they're crashing into a quarterback who's holding a football with one hand, without no, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, am I valid or am I out of school by saying that? I think that you're given an excuse because it's your job to hold on to the football. When a running back fumbles the ball, it's not like, well, come on, guys, let's give him a bit of, let's give him some slack. So is is the fumble, is the uh, is the running back holding the ball with hand trying to throw it? No, but then I guess that would be the pocket awareness to then cover the football. I, well, what if you don't? What if you are? That's the whole point. Go I'll, I'll go watch some of these quarterbacks when they're fumbling. Let me know when the when they're supposed to figure out that the guy is right on when top. When a receiver of doesn't catch the ball, we don't say it's it's just oh, he should have brought that in. It's not. Well, man, he had another guy just draped all over him. I understand why he didn't catch that one. Are you serious? We don't say that. Are, are is that when when there's a violent hit, are we blaming the wide receiver for wide for or or just or, or just congratulating the defensive player for making a great player. Yeah, it's making a great play, but I feel like you're just saying, like, it's like, oh, man, they, they, it's nothing that can be done about this. I didn't say that. I, I said that he can get better at that, but there, but, but, I, and I've gone back and looked at a lot of these fumbles of, of Derek Carr, and I, I mean, I have to say there's, it's, it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a stretch to say, man, that's, that's, it's tough for, it's, it's tough to expect any human being to hold on to a football when you've got a guy with a full head of steam crashing into you like a like it's literally like the equivalent of a car accident and i mean think about what happens when 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 you get into a fender bender or something how violently your body kind of you know uh contorts and things like that that's literally what happens in a a, a situation like that especially when you don't know that it's coming and you don't have time to brace for it that's why quarterbacks uh, generally lead the league and go go look at who who fumbles the most uh, in 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 pro football. It's usually quarterbacks because of that because of that very thing. They're back there. They're dropping back what on an average of twenty five times per game. 
Um, they're gonna get. They're gonna probably get sacked one or two times per game, and and if not that, get hit one or two times per game. Uh, they're holding the ball. They're sometimes in the in the in the process of throwing uh, throwing the ball. It's not very. It's not easy to hold on to the ball in that situation when you, especially when you don't know that it's coming. Can can guys do better? Yes, absolutely. Um, but I think if you look at like Jared Goff, and this was talked about, and I, I don't know this to, the, to be the case with Derek Carr, but Jared Goff fumbles the ball a lot too. So does Carson Wentz fumbles the ball a lot. Fum- Carson Russell Wilson. Fumble, f- Russell Wilson fumbled the ball more times than uh, than than um, Derek Carr uh, last year. Also, Goff scores think, more touchdowns. W- what's that? Also, scores more touchdowns. So I mean, well, it, you know the yeah, good, I mean, I, the, you know I, the bad out. You don't have to argue with me that bad. he's the better quarterback, but I'm just saying that he, Russell Wilson had 47. Um, he was sacked 47 times last year, um, but he also he had I forget how many he had more fumbles I believe than than uh, than no he didn't have more fumbles than Carr last year, but I think over the years he's had more fumbles than, than Derek Carr like over the last four years or so. But it's hard to do. And I'm just saying that like interceptions, 90% of the time it's a bad throw. Then there's 10% where it goes off the wide receiver's hands, or maybe there was a miscommunication. That's going to generally be on the quarterback. There are some extenuating circumstances, but the fumbles by the quarterbacks, I would say it's reversed. I would say 95% of the time, it's just really not much you can do when you're getting hit that hard from, you know, uh, uh, while, while trying to throw the ball or getting ready to throw the ball with one hand. It's just hard to hold on to the ball. And it doesn't help. Like in Jared Goff's case, he doesn't have the biggest hands. I don't know what, what Derek Carr's hands are, but they talk about hand size for a reason. Um, and if you just don't have a good enough grip on the ball when you're getting hit, you're going to drop, you're going to fumble the ball. And so it becomes a combination. Yes, he needs to be more aware. Yes, he needs to figure out a way to hold on to the ball. But also... That tackle, that guard, that center need to do a better job blocking it too. And if, if all of those things were to happen, then I think he would cut down on the fumbles. And last year he had 11, but three of them were in one game and the, against the Atlanta Falcons. Do this. Go look at the fumbles against the Atlanta Falcons and, and tell me where he could have done better. That's what I... That, I'm going to go break. back and... We'll, we'll, we can that? come back from the break and discuss. All right, sounds good. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bahar. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What up, what up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You're in the huddle. Vinny Monsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Uh, we are going to go right back out to the Raider Nation listener line. David in the Bay Area wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, David? Good, Vinny. How you doing? Doing really good. Thank you. Right on. Yeah, a couple quick hitters. Uh, as far as free agency, I think uh, first and foremost, I need to... Uh, bolster up that D-line. I think Gus Bradley is going to bring out um, Corey Littleton and uh, uh, Nick Kwiatkowski. Um, I think they're going to have a bounce back here. Hopefully they stay injury-free. Injury but um, as far as free agency, I, I, I'm hoping they go after either Yannick uh, from the Ravens, um, Malik Hooker from the Colts, um, and uh, hopefully Richard Sherman. I think they need that veteran presence back there um, to kind of keep uh, Abrams in check a little bit. Um, 
But uh, and then the draft, uh, I like Christian Barmore from Alabama, um, and also Jalen Phillips from uh, Miami. I think they need to get Max Crosby, somebody, some help, something. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm with you on on everything that you're thinking. Um, you know, a guy like Ngagwe uh, to me would replace uh, Max Crosby. Uh, it would allow Max Crosby to come off the bench um, as a situational pass rusher, which I believe that um, he could uh, really excel in that role. Uh, as far as a day in, you know, play in and play out uh, defensive end, I think Ngagwe uh, just offers a, a, an upgrade. And now you're lining him up uh, opposite. Clee Farrell, who I think uh, is an ascending player, um, I keep trying to, um, you know, uh, uh, just talk to Raider fans who are down on Clee Farrell. I get it that he was the fourth pick overall. He can't do anything about that. All he could do is be the best version of himself, and the best version of himself is right yeah. now he was the 16th best defensive end in the NFL last year, and until injuries hit, he was hovering in the top 12. That's pretty darn good for your second yeah. year, and it's a lot. What's go ahead? And I was. And I was surprised as every other fan um, when they picked him. But, hey, comes from a good pedigree, Clemson, you know. Um, it was a reach, I felt like. You know, there's others out there. But, hey, he's, uh, uh, like you said, he was a top, you know, 12 uh, defensive end last year until the injury hit him. But um, I like him. I like him. Hard, hard, uh, hard-nosed player, you know, comes ready to play. So, just the injury bug, I felt like, really hit uh, the Raiders last year, big time, all over the field. And um, yeah, did they did they did they release Joiner today, or is that speculation that what's going to happen? Or um, I haven't seen that uh, that they that they released uh, Lamarcus Joiner, um, and uh, so I, I you know I'll, I'll definitely check into that. But I think he's a guy that um, is 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 very likely uh, to get uh, to get cut um, and and, it all, and I've been talking about it quite a bit and I've been writing about it quite a bit uh, the reason being is you know he's gonna he they need to get under the salary cap and right now he's um, you know he, he's scheduled to make just over 11 million dollars a year um, but if you cut him um, while you will owe him 2.5 million dollars and uh, he'll count 2.5 million dollars against the cap uh, he'll also create um, 8.7 uh, or so, maybe even a little bit more, as far as uh, salary cap relief. So, um, you know, he's kind of a luxury at this point. He hasn't been – I mean, if he was playing just lights-out football at the position that they uh, had him, um, obviously uh, that's a guy that, uh, that – that in that kind of a situation, you'd probably keep him. But at his price tag and the production that he's provided, it just doesn't line up, especially for a team – that needs to create salary cap. Uh, here's the thing: uh, How do you replace okay. him? Um, you know, exactly. he plays a pretty difficult position. But I think that you know, Amik Robertson, who they drafted last year in the fourth round out of Louisiana Tech, if they if they did get rid of Lamarcus, um, it's also an indication that they're feeling good, either about um, Amik or uh, somebody that that they're eyeing on the on the open market or maybe even in the draft uh, that can come in and 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 take care of that job at a much less co- you know uh, uh, le- uh, less significant hit on the salary cap. So LaMarcus Joyner, I don't, it's not official yet, but uh, I would uh, I, I figure that that's going to happen here pretty soon. He, Marcus Mariota, uh, we'll see what they do with Trent Brown. Um, 
Richie Incognito. Uh, I saw in the Athletic today that uh, that he's working out, and and that, and that's great, and that's a good sign, and maybe he does come back because. The Raiders did miss his uh, physicality last year and the nasty streak that he pro- that he provides, especially in that run game. But at five point seven million dollars at his age and with the injury that he w- that he sustained with the Achilles, uh, you wonder if that's going to line up uh, with him staying. Uh, if not, then that's five point seven million dollars that the Raiders can get back on the salary cap. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador.